So let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Happy Father's Day to all you dads. Thank you for joining us on Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. Today we're talking about one of Pastor Scott's favorite personalities in the Bible, David. The message is titled, A Man After God's Own Heart. Pastor Scott is going to talk about seven characteristics that we can emulate. Well, I hope you enjoyed the message. All right, Maggie, let's read Acts chapter 13, verse 22. You got it. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Wow. A man after God's own heart, King David, the only person in the Bible who had that title. And he would do all the things the Lord asked him to do. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you for uh, this Father's Day. We bless all the dads today as they receive the word of God. Lord, just encourage them and bless them, strengthen them in their walk with you and their commitment as fathers. We love you, Lord Jesus. Anoint this broadcast. Let the power of God come forth now, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, Dad, praise God. Yes. Can you also, um, you've gone this back on lockdown with COVID. So oh, really? I just asked you to pray. Oh, okay, sure. yeah. Lord, we just pray for Uganda right now and ask that you would touch every person there, every believer that you'd uh, bring safety and put a net around them of protection, Lord. We speak healing over them and blessing, Lord, and deliverance, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God, the power of prayer. Well, the Greeks say the heart is the seat of the emotions. It's our true being, who we are, our hearts. Proverbs says, watch over your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart, your true self. How's your heart these days? (laughs) Out of our heart flows love and desire for God. David is the only person, as I mentioned, in the Word of God that had the title, A Man After God's Own Heart. Wow, what a title. What an amazing man he was. But what does that really mean? David had the heart of God, which separated him apart from all others. I remember one time, remember Casey, we were passing out flyers for our church, and uh, the Lord spoke to you and said what to you? This This is the heart of the Lord's church. And the heart is so important, guys that we might have a right heart before God. Jesus said, out of the heart flows good and evil. And we want goodness to come forth from our hearts. Amen. Praise God. So David was considered a man after God's own heart. And uh, it's found there right in that verse that we just read. The Bible said David did whatever God wanted him to do. He performed the will of God. And uh, that was part of the reason he was a man after God's own heart. I love the story when David was chosen to be the next king of Israel. The Lord had rejected Saul as being king due to his disobedience and his rebellion against God. So Samuel goes to Bethlehem to anoint David as the next king of Israel. So let's look at 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now Jesse had eight sons. And um, when Samuel came, he was a mighty man of God, a mighty prophet. The Lord hadn't told him which son was going to be the next king, but he knew it was going to come from Jesse. 
And so uh, Samuel gets into town and they're all nervous because when a prophet comes into a town, some people believe that he's going to speak a judgment on them. And he said, no, no, I'm not here for any kind of judgment. Uh, I'm just going to make a sacrifice unto the Lord and uh, appoint the next king of Israel. <laughs> Praise God. And so uh, Samuel had Jesse line up seven of his sons. And the Lord went, I mean, Samuel went down the line and the Lord would say, no, no, not him. No, no. And these guys were strong and handsome and they probably would have been good kings. But the Lord kept speaking to Samuel saying, no, this is not the one. This is not the one. Well, he got to the seventh one and uh, he's out of sons. <laughs> well, he thinks he is. And he might even thought, oh, no, I hope I didn't miss it, Lord. Um, and then he said, oh, by the way, Jesse, would you happen to have one more son? And he said, yeah, we've got the little guy. He's up in the hills watching and keeping the sheep. Bring him now. <laughs> He's the one. And so David comes down off the hills and uh, he takes out the shofar full of oil and anoints David as the next king of Israel to replace Saul. And the Bible says the Spirit of God came mightily upon David from that day forever. Praise God. Amen. You know, let's, well, let's take a look at 1 Samuel 16, 12 and 13. So he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy with bright eyes and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Amen. Praise God. Part of why David is called a man after God's own heart is that he had absolute faith in God. And that is so essential, guys, his fathers and his people, that we have absolute faith in the Lord. Amen. And we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Nowhere in the scripture is this point better illustrated than in 1 Samuel 17. Right after David was anointed, he faced Goliath, a great challenge in his life. And this is where David, as a young shepherd boy, fearlessly slew the Philistine Goliath, who was over nine feet tall, dressed in this full armor and with a huge sword. Shortly before the duel, we see direct evidence of David's faith when David says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and delivered me from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Let's look at 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 46. I've got that too. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And I'm going to do one more. Sure. Then all of this assembly shall know that the Lord does not say with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you unto your, our hands. Amen. Look at the language of faith that David had. He was speaking forth faith uh, before it even happened. And he was calling those things that be not as though they are. That's what God does, it says in the book of Romans chapter 4. And David was speaking forth the truth of the word of God and faith was coming forth and he knew exactly what he was going to do. And so <clears throat> Saul said, well, look, um, why don't you wear my armor? Because, uh, you know, you got to face this giant. And nobody was willing to take on this giant. Everybody was afraid of him, but David wasn't. And so uh, he was a very courageous individual. So he tried on the armor and he said, well, you know, it hasn't really been tested. It doesn't even fit that well. So he said, I'm taking the armor off. 
And then the Bible says it was amazing. He picked up his slingshot with five stones. Do you say, do you think he was going to miss? No, they say that he had, that Goliath had four other brothers, <laughs> just in case. And um, without armor, he came running full speed right at Goliath, slinging that slingshot round and around and then letting the stone go. And boom, hit him right in the forehead and knocked him down. And that blow probably killed him. But David didn't have a sword, so he took the sword of Goliath and he removed his head. And that was a great victory for Israel that day. And everybody fled. The Philistines fled away from Israel uh, and the armies of God. Praise God. So David was victorious. David was fully aware that God was in control of his life. We need to be aware of that, guys, that God is in control of our lives and, our, and the details of our life. And he had faith that God would deliver him from impending danger. And we need to believe that, that God... We dwell in the secret place of the Most High God, and no evil will befall thee, neither shall a plague come near our dwelling. Praise God. And with long life will I satisfy you. How else would one venture into a potentially fatal situation with such calm and confidence as David did? David knew early on in life that God was to be trusted and obeyed. And we see in Scripture, David's faith pleased God, and God rewards David in the Scriptures for his faithfulness and trust in him, and he becomes one of the greatest individuals in the Bible. Now I want to look at seven characteristics of David that made him a man after God's own heart. You might want to write these down and ask the Lord uh, to give you these characteristics in your life. Number one, David was a true worshiper of God. And the Bible says we are called unto worship. The wise men said we have come to worship him on the Christmas story. So uh, we are called to worship God in the spirit. And in truth, let's look at Psalm 27.4. Now, these are the words of King David. He wrote these. He wrote many of the Psalms, and uh, you can really see the heart of worship in his writing. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Amen. Now, let's look again. David, again, Psalm 42.1 and 2. For the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God, and my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Then I shall come. When shall I come and appear before God? Amen. And then Psalm sixty-three, one through five. You God are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory, because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Amen. Early will I seek thee. As the deer pants after the river brook, so pants my soul after thee, O God. This is a man after God's own heart. He desired God in his life more than anything else. He said, but wait a minute, Pastor. Didn't David do some kind of bad things? Uh, he did. We're going to talk about that in a little bit here. Um, he actually committed adultery and committed murder. And you say, well, how could he be a man after God's own heart? Well, it shows the humanity of people, right? And that uh, we're all weak. And Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. So David did make mistakes, but he did repent of those mistakes and found forgiveness from the Lord. And guys, when we make mistakes... We can call on the Lord for forgiveness, and we know that he's already forgiven us on Calvary's cross, and we can receive the power of forgiveness in our lives and move on and forget those mistakes and move forward. Amen? Amen. 
We worship the Lord, as I mentioned, in our spirits, and we do it in the truth of the Word of God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So if you're a believer, your spirit and God's spirit are intermingled or intertwined as one. Hallelujah. And uh, when we worship, we're worshiping out of our spirit. And our spirit is connecting with God's spirit and uh, creating this spiritual force. Amen. And the presence of the Lord manifests himself. Now, God says in the last days, he will rebuild and restore the tabernacle of David to the church. Let's look at Acts 15, 16 and 17. After this, I will return and will rebuild the, the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. So God raises up this tabernacle of worship after the order of David, and it will draw people to come to the Lord to seek God. Amen. And as I've mentioned, this last great revival coming is going to draw people from all around the world to come and be in the presence of the Lord and to seek God in their lives and to come to Christ. Hallelujah. The highest place of worship in the Bible was under David's rule and reign as king. Isn't that interesting? Some people thought it would be somewhere else, but actually it was under David, the highest worship. He led the people to worship with joyful and anointed praise and thanksgiving. He was the one that returned the ark back to Jerusalem, the city of God. And it's interesting, there was the ark covered by a tent or a shack with branches. And there they worshiped the Lord with all their hearts, souls, and strength. You know, Solomon went on to build the temple, this amazing ornate temple where the ark would, would uh, be placed. But prior to that, the ark was just in this shack and uh, covered with branches. And that was the greatest and highest form of worship in the Bible. And God said, I'm going to bring it back to the church. I'm going to restore that back, true worship, back into the church. And it's going to move people to move into the place of knowing God deeper and greater and, and more supernaturally. Yeah. Hallelujah. Number two, David was a mighty warrior for God. He was a skilled soldier and a, a leader, a great leader, military leader. He did mighty exploits with his men of war and valor, the mighty men of valor that David had around him. He defended Israel from its enemies. He was courageous and fearless as a warrior for God and his kingdom. Now David's hands were bloody, meaning he was a man of war. And so he couldn't build a house or a temple for God. David said, I live in this beautiful palace uh, made out of cedar. I want to make a house for God. He doesn't have a house. He dwells between the two cherubim above the mercy seat in the Ark of the Covenant but there's no house. So David had this idea, I'm going to build God a house. I'm going to build him a temple. And uh, Nathan the prophet said, do it, David, all that's in your heart. So David began to develop the blueprints for this temple. He did all of the, the blueprints. And then the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, go back and tell David, he cannot build me a house because your hands are bloody. But your son Solomon will build that house that you've written the blueprints for. And that's exactly what happened. But as we're going to see here in a little bit, God did build David a house. Let's look at number three, the characteristics of a man after God's own heart. David had a sensitive heart to obey the Lord. It's so important, guys, that we have a sensitivity in our lives. Be sensitive to the things of God and the kingdom of God and the work of God in your life. And also being sensitive to people around you. Uh, dads, that's one very important thing to be sensitive to your children's needs and your wife's needs. And uh, sensitivity is, is a great uh, characteristic and virtue. 
God told David, as mentioned, he will build him a royal house and a royal kingdom to be established forever. And Jesus would come through this royal lineage of David. Praise God. Um, yes. We have a couple um, beautiful notes from Oliver. Okay. Um, perfect love casts out fear. Every wakeful moment that we are offered from the Lord is an opportunity to grow and implement truth in, Amen. in the Lord's teaching. And then we're also joined by Sam, who says good morning and blessings and happy Father's Day. Hello, Sam. And Linda's on too. Hello, Linda. All right. Linda's on too. Happy Father's Day to all you guys. Hey, I just saw this this uh, cup here. <laughs> Hero, legend, and dad. Who is that? <laughs> Kelly gave it to me this morning. I didn't go out and buy it. Okay. <laughs> but I did realize that I've now been a father for 39 years, uh, which is pretty good, huh? Not bad. And um, we're going to celebrate our 40th anniversary coming up on June 26th. So some significant things happening here in June. Well, praise God. Number four, David had great faith. Remember, faith moves the hand and heart of God. Jesus was moved by their faith. And he was also, he disapproved of their little faith. Sometimes they had no faith, the disciples and the followers. But God is moved by our faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. David understood the importance of the spiritual in one's life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then the rest will be added. And he fully was trusting the Lord in his life. This, one, this was evidenced in his defeat of Goliath, the Philistine giant. Number five, David's heart was pure and right before the Lord. God took him from the sheepfold to be ruler of God's people. Promotion doesn't come from the east or west, it comes from the Lord. And God promoted David to be the greatest king ever of Israel. Praise the Lord. Number six, David's name was made great. And the Lord gave him victory wherever he went. I love that. So wherever he, whatever he did, whatever he pursued in life, he was victorious and successful. And we can do the same. Let's look at 2 Samuel 7, 8, 9. Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people over Israel. And I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I have made you a great name like the name of the great men who were on the earth. Moreover, oh, that's it. Sorry. So God gave him a great name. He became famous, if you'll put it that way. And uh, he cut off all his enemies from him by establishing victory in every endeavor of, of his life. Praise the Lord. Number seven, and this is very critical, David had a repentant heart. In conclusion, David was a man after God's own heart because he demonstrated his faith and was committed to following the Lord. Yes, his faith was tested on a grand scale, and he failed at times, as we mentioned, with his adulterous affair with Bathsheba and then the murder of Uriah on the front lines. And um, he fell into sin. And then he wrote Psalm 51 and, and pleaded for the Lord's forgiveness. And God did forgive him. He never departed from the Lord, uh, which is an amazing thing, and stayed faithful to God throughout his whole life. Now his son Solomon uh, turned from the Lord, and uh, he married all these pagan women, and they turned his heart to worship false gods. And so Solomon turned from the Lord, where David did not. And Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, vanity, vanity, all is vain in life because he had lost his relationship with the Lord and turned away from God. Don't turn your heart away from God. Uh, 
the Lord would say, don't turn away from me because I've loved you with an everlasting love. Stay close to me, near to me, just as my son David did. After his sin, he sought and received the Lord's forgiveness. In the final analysis, David loved God's law and sought to follow it exactly. As a man after God's own heart, David is one of the greatest role models for all of us to emulate. May God today give you a heart after him. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the idea that we could be a person after your own very heart, that we would desire your heart and the things that you desire. Lord, I pray now for those that don't know Christ. You're out there listening and viewing the broadcast, and uh, you feel the push of the Holy Spirit, and he's pulling you in to come into the kingdom of God to be born again, and to know that today, if you died, you'd be in heaven. If that's you, you don't know Christ, you've never prayed to receive Christ, pray this prayer and Christ will come into your life. Just pray it in the quietness of your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. Forgive me for my sins and wrongdoings. I repent from them, I turn from them, and I turn to you. I ask you now to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. I will worship you and follow you and bless you and stay strong in your word and the power of your might. I pray this now in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. And then for you that are already Christians, but you've slipped away from God, you need to rededicate and recommit your life to Christ. Do it today. Don't wait. Today is the day of salvation. Say, yes, Lord, I want to come back. I want to be close. I know I'm saved. I know I, I, if I died, I'd be in heaven, but there would be regret. I want to come close now, and I want to serve you. I want to love you, and I want to worship you and be used of you. I pray this prayer now. Draw near to me as I draw near to you. In your name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Well, may you receive the peace of God today and the joy of the Lord. May our hearts be like David, and, and may you, Dad, serve the Lord with all your heart, strength, soul, and minds. Happy Father's Day once again. Blessings to you, and we'll see you this week for my mini-broadcast. Praise God. We love you. We bless you. In the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to Light Words with Pastor Scott from Lighthouse Church Ministries. You can visit us at lnlighthouse.org. We go live every Sunday at 1030 Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you for joining us. And remember, the Lord desires one thing and one thing alone, and that is our heart. God bless and see you next time.